The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Once again, it's time for the Buck Belushi Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan app. Listen on the smart speaker. And we are live from the Battery Atlanta in the 680 The Fan studios. Man, there couldn't be another radio station that has the digs that we've got here at the Battery Atlanta. Love pulling up and parking next to the ballpark every day even though we're striking out a lot. Gang's all here today. Nerney's out. He's had planned vacation, as I understand it. He is dead. Matt Lear working like 15-hour uh, days right <laughs> yeah. now. What's going on? I guess I just live here now. Road Dog's out. That's why they call him the Road Dog. And Derek Thomas in the house, ready to go to work. So let's get it started. Bucks. Big. Take. One year ago, future Hall of Famer Phil Mickelson was on top of the golf world, coming off his record-setting PGA Championship win at Kiowa. Oldest man to ever win a major. And today, a year later, Phil Mickelson is the most divisive figure in sports. His fall from grace has been self-inflicted, and the cancel culture is out to get him. In fact, they're doing a really good job of tearing him down. And that's what happens when you publicly air your frustrations with the PGA Tour and at the minimum shamelessly flirt with the rival Saudi Golf League. And now Mickelson has gone dark. For the first time, he's ever kept his big mouth shut. Hasn't spoken publicly in three months and has skipped the year's first two majors, one as the defending champ this week at the PGA Championship. So what do we got going on around Mickelson? One unauthorized biography hits the market today. Another revealing book is on the way. Both will expose Mickelson as an unscrupulous, money-hungry, egotistical jerk. The fall from the top for Mickelson has been epic. And now there's only one legit move left to make. That move? Come clean, apologize, and hope for forgiveness. The bottom line is Phil Mickelson, his legacy has been tainted forever. And there's your big take today. So we get ready for the PGA Championship, Cone. I'm totally all in. And I've mentioned that on this show. I'm a golf lover, passionate about golf, love playing golf, watching golf. 
And as a former athlete, really it's the, the only chance to go out and compete is on the golf course. I'm not going to play in the over 50 baseball leagues. I've already tried that at the Braves fantasy camp. Pitched four games in five days, came back, and, well, the rotator cuff was shredded. And my wife's saying, are you crazy? Playing golf's all we got left. I guess I could take a pickleball at some point in time, but so far I've been able to uh, hold off on that. So here we go. The year's second major it used to be the final major, the PGA Championship, and I can't wait to see it get teed off on Thursday. I've done the Golf Channel uh, preview live from the PGA, Southern Hills and Tulsa, already the first two days this week, hitting it hard. And also all over the Braves, let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Well, it was a tough one to watch last night. Braves go down one to nothing. The Braves with no runs. Two measly hits. And they struck out 16 times. Good God. <laughs> so, uh, a little frustrating watching the Braves last night. I wish they had been on Peacock or Apple Plus so we couldn't actually see it. Hearing it is one thing. Seeing it's another. I listened to a lot of uh, a lot of the call last night on the fan, too. It still, they still didn't get any hits on the radio, either. And one thing I haven't heard, though... And I'm going to say it right now, and I know it's swimming upstream, but you got to tip your cap to Milwaukee and what they trotted out there last night. I know here in Atlanta we're talking about the no runs, the two hits, striking out 16 times. But let me be the first to tip the cap to the Brewers and say that Freddie Peralta is one of the bright young starting pitchers in Major League Baseball today. Absolute filthy is what his stuff is. He's rushing it up there mid-90s. He's got that devastating, nasty breaking ball slider he's going to throw up there that the Braves were just waving at last night. And Freddie Peralta has taken his game to a whole new level. You know, he always had the great stuff, but he's throwing more strikes this season. And look at the difference. He's lights out. Freddie Peralta was just... He was too much to handle last night. Then you look at what they're bringing out of the bullpen. Their they're top two guys, Devin Williams, strikes out the side in the eighth inning. We've heard a lot about, you know, the locker room was going on and on about us striking out. Well, let's tip our cap to the great pitching. Devin Williams, one of the best eighth inning guys out there right now. And then you hand it to Josh Hader, who was hating on us last night. He struck out the side in the ninth inning. Hear a lot about the three strikeouts. Not a lot about how filthy and devastating Josh Hader is. One of the top closers in baseball today. So you add that up. You add up <clears throat> Peralta, Williams, and Hader. And what you've got is a supreme challenge. And we weren't up to the challenge last night. Got shut out for the second time this season. And it wasted a really quality effort out of Ian Anderson. 
goes six strong last night. Outstanding appearance. He gets beat because he gives up a double and has a wild pitch. Other than that, Ian Anderson, thumbs up, buddy. Great job last night. DT? That's two great starting pitching performances that the Braves have wasted in as many days. And it's frustrating to watch. It really is. Really is. Sometimes you got to compliment the opponent. And I, I believe that's that's what I'm that's where I'm going today. I mean, we yeah, we struck out 16 times. But why? Why? One of the best pitching staffs in the league. Well, uh, you put Peralta, Williams and Hader together and that explains all you need to know. Overrated. No, not overrated. It's one of the top threesomes in baseball today. Even Matt Lear's travel baseball team would have had trouble putting it in play last night. Yeah, we had trouble putting it in play in the championship last weekend, too. So, <laughs> Well, you didn't get a ring? No, I gave a runner-up. We had 22 teams, but uh, came up second. So, You sound disappointed. Man, I'll tell you what. We, we played uh, five games. First four games, we gave up four runs total. Then, then we got shelled. Gave up uh, 15 in the last one. Well, you know what they say, that's baseball. But you could have been striking out as much as the Braves are. The Braves are averaging almost 10 strikeouts through this season. It's it's hard to wrap your head around. With, with the understood quality of the why last night. Yeah. But, but overall, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, it wasn't just because of the great p- p- pitching performance last night, even though it deserves a credit. This has been a trend for the for the Braves. Well, let's hear from the Braves after the game last night. Snit was talking about what the solution will be trying to get this offense going. It's just, you know, somebody get a hit. You know, somebody gets a big hit and a two-out RBI, and um, it, it's amazing how that can become contagious. You know, I think a lot of it today had to do with the opposition. I mean, those guys were spot on, all three of them, and, and you know, that wasn't an easy task. But, you know, that being said, I think it's just, you know, there's no, I, I don't know what the, what the answer is. I've been trying to figure it out for 40-some years, you know, what, what it is to do this, and, and and um, it's just it's something that, you know, these guys, they keep grinding and showing up and playing. And eventually it, it happens to a positive for you. Think anybody on that Braves bench turned down the opportunity to pitch Hint last night? Nah, boss, I think I'm good. I don't want to face Williams or Hader. Let's talk to uh, hear from Ian Anderson after the game last night. He's he's still confident this team's going to get things turned around. I mean, we just we see these guys work and we've seen it enough. You know, they're obviously not satisfied with the way they're playing, and you know we hope that we can put some good games together and, and kind of kickstart everything. So, pitchers trying to pick up the offense, offense trying to pick up the pitchers. So, you know, it's uh, that's what it's going to take, and I think we're up for the challenge. Yeah, Strider looking good, stepping in for Matzik last night, who had. Heads to the DL, shoulder problem for Matzik. I'll tell you what, you got Spencer Strider. You can plug right in there. High leverage situation, seventh, eighth inning. And the Braves uh, plug that Matzik uh, going to the DL thing. They plug that right up. But uh, lose a potential starter in the rotation. Tucker Davidson called up. We'll get a spot start in game two tonight. 740 first pitch. You're going to hear it. Here on the home of the Braves, 680 The Fan. Let's get to a Buck Blue Show headline and talk about the betting favorites in the PGA. Mickelson, I wonder who he's betting on. DT, any idea who Mickelson's betting on? <laughs> he's got such a uh, such a penchant for, uh, gambling. for gambling. 
I wonder how much he is <laughs> gambling during his time away from the game. Yeah, because, I mean, oh, well, he's probably at home saying, okay, I'm going Scheffler. Uh, not a bad bet. I mean, I'm probably not going to get great number on uh, on Scott on Scotty though. Well, I imagine the odds. He's... I see the the betting favorites coming out of Vegas. You've got Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm are the co-favorites with eleven to one odds. Pretty tough to argue with those two. Absolutely. You got Justin Thomas and your man Rory McIlroy at fourteen to one. I do like Rory Buck. I'm just saying I would not bet any money on him to win this tournament. Yeah, he always seems to be talked about coming into the yes, event. He's a very popular player, and in the beginning of his career, he was winning a lot of majors. That was eight years ago. He hasn't won a major in eight years. Uh, yeah. I could argue he's one of the most overrated golf players in the planet. And again, that's <laughs> that. Now it's not a shot at Rory. He's a great player. Uh, but everybody, and he's a, he's become one of the better faces of the game. Uh, yeah. It's especially for talking about the PJ tour, just to be said, he, uh, he gets talked a lot more about than he produces wins. Let's just say that. Yeah. 14 to one odds for him. He and JT Tiger Woods, a uh, 60, 60 to one, 60 to one odds. All right. Now we're talking about odds. I can get into Buck. For Tiger Woods. Saying he's feeling good. He's feeling stronger. Speaking of Tiger, we'll come back and talk talk Tiger Woods. Coming up next, got some Falcons talk. We'll jump into some Georgia Bulldog talk. Glad you're with me today. It's the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Atlanta Sports Station, the fan, 680 and 93.7. Mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. You may have heard this. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com. Fastest and easiest way to shop online. And the smart speaker brought to you by South Point Financial Services, the mortgage professionals. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. You want to win your personal injury case, go to Championship Law law.com looking forward to our fan classic that'll be here before you know it coming up june 9th and june 10th and this is the old uh, if you heard the other shows they're publicizing the event this is the old bucking kincaid classic and i noticed here in the primary studio here at the fan the crystal trophy is no longer in here Yes, sir. Did somebody swipe that on their way out? 
They are uh, polishing that up, I guess, oh, to okay. put it on display. But it's still in the city. It's still in the state. It's not up north or anything like that, is it? Man, I tell you what, I I am so honored to have my name on that trophy 18 times. <laughs> this is the 21st annual George's Own Credit Union Fan Classic presented by the PGA Tour Superstore, benefiting Children's Health Care of Atlanta Thursday, June 9th and 10th. At Lanier Island's Legacy Golf Course. We're going to have fun both days. Friday sold out. I, You know, I, I guess I jumped the gun. I was saying yesterday, Thursday was sold out too. Somebody drop out, opened up a spot. What's going on? No, yeah, Thursday's still available. Friday, booked up. but uh, well, We yeah, were told and, earlier last week it was, both was sold out. Well, I'm sure they will be shortly if they're not already. Yes, so if you want a spot, I'd uh, get after it. And on a beautiful track up there. Always fun. Want to thank the PGA Tour Superstore, my favorite store in town, for sponsoring the event, along with Georgia's own credit union. Georgia Swarm stepping up, backing us up. Scanna. Got uh, Corona, Bruce Hagen, Ray Judice, Tito's Handmade Vodka. And DT, you've been driving around the course for years monitoring, I guess, uh, seeing if Kincaid's team had been cheating up until last year. Yeah, usually looking for uh, for cheaters. It seems like there's a lot of drinking going on. Uh, yes. If you're if you're into that kind of thing, then yes. What, you, drinking on the golf course? Uh, yeah, you can have drinks. There will be cold beer. There will be, you just mentioned all of uh, the various sponsors, if, depending on whatever kind of liquor you might want that will probably be there. Uh, I imagine our friends from Georgia Hemp Company might be out there offering some of their products. Plenty of good food we have every uh, every year. There's live music. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, wow. don't forget about your favorite fan personalities like DT. Yeah, and the goal is to get the name on the trophy one more time. So asking my team to show up ready to go low in the event. You already got your team picked out? Well, yeah. A true champ would, I suppose. We've got some guys that can hit it long and some guys that know how to putt. That's what you need the, the, with the scramble mix. It's like putting together a, a, a four-team basketball, uh, four-player basketball well, team. Let me just say, it was something that Kincaid never really understood properly, and that was <laughs> this is all about recruiting, especially when you hit it like he does. Well, especially when you recruit the way that you do. So yeah, he, well, he, I had some good contacts here in the Deep South. Oh, Coach Hack still uh, still helping you out yeah, out there. Yeah, uh, Coach Hack has been very instrumental in me getting that Buckler name on the Buckler. trophy so many times. Hey, let's talk about my man Tiger Woods. Tiger getting ready to tee it up in the 104th PGA Championship, and he's already won the PGA. At Southern Hills, where the event is this year, won it back in 2007. Winning score, eight under par. This track is going to play tough. It is going to be a tough challenge with a par of 70. In fact, the last four times Southern Hills has hosted the PGA, the average winning score is seven under par. Now, the course went through a renovation in 2019. They repositioned the bunkers, 
uh, you know, to standardize uh, the modern standards where the way these guys are hitting it off the tee, like DeChambeau. You want to put bunkers out there where that ball's landing 330 yards out from the tee box. So they did a little of that. They rebuilt the greens that are elevated with false fronts and false edges where uh, the slope can drive you absolutely crazy. So what makes it so tough is you've got to put it in play off the tee. And there's a premium on your approach shot. You've got to hit it the right number. It's going to hang on to these greens. Water on play for 15 holes, the rough. You know, it's not that long. It is thick, though. The ball is one of those deals like Eastlake where the ball, if it goes in the rough, it falls right to the bottom of the grass. You get Bermuda from tee to green, uh, bent greens when you get there that are going to be extremely fast. Tiger Woods, DT, what, what are you hoping out of Tiger? He made the cut at the Masters, stuck around for the weekend, did not play very well on the weekend. Now Tiger is saying he's stronger since the Masters. Is that encouraging you? You might see Tiger not only make the cut, but play well over the weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, we saw the, the golf isn't the biggest problem. It's it's just the leg and, and, and walking the course. We saw what he can do. He can still strike the ball, and the short game is arguably as good as it's ever been for Tiger Woods. And for those who follow Tiger Woods, that's really saying something. And as he said, he's only stronger than he was. It's been, almost, it's been what, uh, two, two months almost since, since the Masters. He's, he's said himself he's gotten a lot stronger. This isn't quite as tough a walk as Augusta Nationals is. The name Southern Hills lends well, it's itself. It's not even close. It is, it is up and down, left to right. But, yes, not nearly the, the test of the leg that it was at Augusta National. Um, uh, as far as the walk goes, I believe, you know, the tour guys have told me that Kapalua is the toughest walk in golf. Okay, that's like on that's a mountain. That's a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, Augusta National, they tell me, is 9.5. Well, there you go. Southern Hills, a 6. I was going to say about a 7 maybe. Okay, yeah. So it's going to be a much easier walk for Tiger getting around on that gimpy leg that he's got. And that's one of the biggest issues. Again, it's not hitting the driver or making putts. I tell you, I saw the video, DT, of him hitting the driver uh, during his practice round yesterday. Played nine holes. And I was sort of blown away with how powerful that drive looked. I mean, he is, he's snapping it out there, and it looks a lot stronger than it did over in Augusta. Fred Couples said before the Masters that he looked as strong and was hitting the ball as well as he'd ever seen. So, again, it's not the golf. And I know some people will laugh, well, so he can play golf, but he can't walk. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much. And it's quite, it's quite, uh, it's quite a test for him. But, again, he's, he said it continues to get stronger. It's much stronger than it was just a few weeks ago. And to that point, we saw him fade very, very much at, at the Masters. The last two rounds, he was done. He was spent. Two of his worst, two of the worst rounds he's ever shot at, at Augusta National. Maybe this year or maybe th this month, he's feeling a little bit stronger. Maybe has a little bit more uh, stamina, endurance for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and I think what you're going to see him do is, look, uh, driver, you're going to see him hit a lot of those stinger irons i saw he's actually he's got he a, made famous he's got a uh, a new three iron that is uh like a prototype that he's t testing out and he might we might see that off the tee i imagine yeah so uh, i mean on this course you put a premium on putting the ball in play in the fairway 
consistently. And that allows you to uh, hold these greens with your approach shot. And the way Tiger can hit that stinger, you know, I tried and tried to be able to copy that and do that. It's, it's so cool. when And I just uh, could never really master the technique it's, of it's hitting impossible. the stinger. But look for him to hit a lot of those three irons off the tee, stingers, putting it in play, and then able to fire at the greens and hold the greens. And maybe he putts well and he's in the hunt. That'd be awesome for golf. Because we're going to hear a lot about Phil Mickelson not being there this year when the broadcast gets underway. And I'd rather hear about Tiger playing well than I'm already uh, burnt out on, on hearing about Mickelson. Already burnt out. Want to talk a little uh, Falcons football today. And look, I'm, you know, uh, people are probably saying, oh, here it goes. Baloo going to start tearing them down. Well, no, I'm not looking to tear them down today. I'm looking to talk about the Falcons loading up on these big wide receivers. F. No, that was the... That was without that when I graded the draft on the curve, it went up to a C. That's an L. Well, that was the schedule when it came out. And yeah, I did have 14 L's. Or was it 13? Yeah, it was 4 and 13. 13 L's on the page. It's too many. And I was heavily criticized, too, for playing the game, the win-loss game when the schedule comes out. How do you pass on that? I didn't know Kincaid still listened. It is so much fun doing that. He always wanted to do it. So the Falcons have loaded up with big wide receivers. We took one out of Florida in last year's draft in Kyle Pitts, 6'6", 246 pounds. Kyle Pitts, what a big receiver he is. And now you see the others that Arthur Smith have brought in. Drake London, our first-round pick with the eighth pick of the first round. I would have gone with that offensive tackle, Charles Cross, but but that's just me. Falcons went with a second big receiver with their second consecutive first-round pick. They go Drake London, who measures in at 6'5", 210 pounds. But they didn't stop there. Coach Smith has now brought in Geronimo Allison, 6'3", 190. Auden Tate. 6'5", 228 pounds after a big breakfast. Brian Edwards, out of South Carolina in that Gamecock program. 6'3", 215 pounds after a steak dinner. Now, you might be wondering why. Why are the Falcons loading up on these big wide receivers? And I've got the answer for you. And I'll share it with you right now. That is because the head coach, Arthur Smith, prefers the big body receivers. That is the only reason why they're loading up on big wide receivers. That is what the new head coach wants. And as a, a former quarterback, I have to admit, it is a comfortable feeling seeing a receiver running short to intermediate down the field into these tight windows, you've got to throw them in in the National Football League. It is a more comfortable feeling throwing to a guy like Pitts at 6'6", 246, than it is throwing it to Zacchaeus, who's 5'8", 180. The margin of error comes into play. The wingspan comes into play. The physicality comes into play. 
And that's what Arthur Smith likes. That's what he prefers is a bigger target for the quarterback, a receive, big receiver that can out-muscle the defensive backs on the field, you know, wall them off, make the catch, 50-50 balls go up over these smaller cornerbacks and defensive backs and come down with a football. That is what Arthur Smith desires out of a wide receiver. Big. Tough. You look at the Falcons receivers and you take away Zacchaeus. And the average wide receiver or the average receiver, big receiver on the Falcons roster right now, even including Frank Darby, the 6'1", 200, the average big-bodied receiver for the Falcons heading into 2022 is 6'3", 218 pounds. And I would imagine as you look around the league, you're not going to see a bigger group of receivers than what the Atlanta Falcons have. And it's all because of what Coach Arthur Smith prefers. He tells Fontenot, I want a big receiver. And Fontenot probably said, we already know that. We took Kyle Pitts last season. And then Smith says, well, I want another one this year. And then Fontenot says, we'll get Drake London in here. And then Arthur Smith says, well, we need to hit free agency. I want you to highlight all of the big receivers that are available out there. And let's get them in here. Marcus Mariota will appreciate that. You know, if you're a, an undersized uh, slot-type receiver, you're probably thinking, you know, the, the Falcons just aren't an option for you. You're going to have to go play somewhere else. Hopefully it works out, though. You know, I had that uh, after we played that game that some people took offense to, had the Falcons looking at a 4-13 and 13 season. So if that's we, an L, we, yeah, that would be an L. Coming off a four and thirteen season, you wonder next year what big receiver we're going to load up on in the first round next year. Can't ever get enough of these guys, DT. Are they turning into the Lions from about what 10, 15 years ago or so? We want them big. Mm. We want that wingspan. I'd like some big guys up front, but we've talked about that enough, I think. Yeah, maybe that's the deal. If it doesn't work out for uh, some of these guys, like, say, an Auden Tate, hey, at 6'5", 230, you could plug him in an offensive tackle. Just beef him up a little bit, yeah. When you can do that, it helps. Yeah, that's what Coach Smith is saying. Now, you know, as far as throwing the ball, again, I, I'm pretty impressed with the big-bodied receivers they brought in. And I'm pretty impressed, but... You know, when I realize that you've got to protect the quarterback, then that's when I start getting concerned. Mayfield, Hennessy, Dahlman, McGarry, I don't think they could block me rushing the quarterback. I really don't. I just don't don't see that happening. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog 
Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We'll get to the topic in a minute. At the uh, coffee shop, I got hit up by one of the dudes at the coffee shop that said, hey, give me the backstory on the Bulldog Roundtable. And so I thought maybe there's some other people wondering about the backstory. So I thought I'd fit it in right here. The backstory on the Bulldog Roundtable. Now, Chuck Dowdle used to host the Bulldog Roundtable, and it was on like a uh, three- or four-hour show, and they would dedicate like 30 minutes between shows to the Bulldog Roundtable. And so Chuck would bring on guests. And that fit the roundtable naming of the segment. Coach? You bring on some uh, coaches, former players, some analysts, and then you you really have a roundtable. Coach? And I had somebody bring this up say, Blue, it's not a roundtable. Most of the time, it's just you talking. Oh, no. And I said, well, look, in the beginning, I, you know, and I, I said, uh, they said, Baloo, you're going to do a one-hour show. And I, my first thought was, well, that's better than a no-hour show. And then they said, well, you're going to have the Bulldog Roundtable on the show. And I said, hold on. The show's an hour, and you're wanting me to have a 30-minute Bulldog Roundtable show on. That's right. And they said, no, 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 it's just going to be one segment. And I thought, well, you know, I'm probably going to talk some Georgia football every single day, so we could make that work. Ever since you took over the Bulldog Roundtable, the football team's only lost one game. They played really well last year. so Yeah, I, but the roundtable thing, people it's confusing people. Yeah, They're I, saying, okay, it's not a roundtable. A roundtable is when you got multiple voices. Well, call us up. We'll open up the phone lines. Well, no, I, then I wouldn't be able <laughs> to fit in the topic today, which is, who is the other cornerback? I was hanging out with the go-to guy, Keely Ringo. I was hanging out with him down in Macon on Saturday and really impressed with Ringo on and off the field, by the way. But who's the other corner? Because when you look at G-Day and saw what uh, Kirby and the guys were doing on G-Day, they had the uh, star cornerback, William Poole. Now, I'm not saying star in the status. I'm talking about star in the position. And if you're confused by that, look, it's a nickel and a dime cornerback that are on the field. And that's what the star is. And hopefully one of your maybe a little bit more physical of your defensive backs, maybe. William Poole played the other cornerback in the G-Day game. But he is really one of the nickel cornerbacks is where he will fit and where they hope that he will play. But right now they've got a long list of uh, very young and inexperienced cornerbacks that are looking to claim the other cornerback spot like Kamari Lassiter. I showed up at G-Day and he was one of the guys I wanted to put the spotlight on. Had the binoculars with me. I was going to check out Lassiter and and really uh, put some judgment down on him. He had the stomach bug. Did not play in G-Day. So the jury's out on him as far as the scouting report goes. Looking at him, he seems a little bit undersized. Might be him that emerges as the other corner. Uh, could be Nylon Green, a redshirt freshman that reportedly has elevated his game just being around the program for a year now. 
So look for Nyland Green to maybe claim the spot. And then you've got a long list of freshmen. And my goodness, have you seen this? They've added another freshman to this current recruiting class that's showing up. Marcus Washington, cornerback, has reclassified himself as a 2022 signee, and he will skip his senior year in high school, and he will rush to Athens trying to claim one of those spots, along with Dalen Everett and Julian Humphrey and Jaheim Singletary. All freshmen with this current recruiting class. Now, I don't expect any of those freshmen to really claim the other cornerback spot. I just don't. It seems too early. I mean, my goodness, you're playing in the toughest conference in college football. You're gonna, they're going to be throwing that football around. And you don't want a freshman out there cutting his teeth trying to uh, do the back-to-back thing. So I'm a little concerned. And I'm wondering, will it be a grad transfer that is the other corner? Like they did a year ago, Darion Kendrick came in and took over one side of the field and did really well, thinking maybe Kirby will end up going grad transfer at the other cornerback spot and plug and play right there. And I know it's just me talking, but that was the Bulldog Roundtable here on the fan. Sorry to confuse you. We'll come back, wrap things up. Live from the Battery Atlanta at 680 The Fan Studios, it's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan. Glad you're with me today. Hopefully your Tuesday's off to a great start. And we'll end up being one of your better days of the week. Want to invite you to check out our podcast. We've got some talented guys working at 680 The Fan. and We do more than just do shows. You can get the show podcast, but... Also, some separate podcasts going on. I've got Bucks Beat going on, and right now, talking Braves baseball. A little deep dive in some of the struggles going on offensively. And Chip Carey's hanging out with me a little bit from Bally, Bally Sports. Chip going on 12 years as the TV side, the voice of the Braves. So I want to invite you to check that out. Plus, you got, uh, like, Chernoff, he's got that Daily 10 he does every single day. Nobody wants to hear that. McAlpin with that Frozen Rope Report, Southern Beat with Dan Matthews. We've, we're even covering Falcons football, man, the perch. Falcons reporter Michael Rothstein, uh, even beer. We, we've got Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt hosting uh, Beer Guys Radio podcast. 
So we've got you covered. You can find those at the Podcast Park, and it's brought to you by our good friends at Associated Credit Union. All right, the Braves tonight. We're going to see Tucker Davidson get the ball, lefty, uh, left-hander trying to break into the big leagues. He spent enough time in the minors, I would imagine, if you ask him. He would say, yeah, I'm sort of tired of the minor leagues. I want to settle into the show. And Tucker Davidson, a young left-handed pitcher, making his sixth career start. And what you're going to see out of him tonight, he's got a three-pitch mix. You'll see a four-seam fastball, you'll see a slider, and you'll see him mix in a little dose of a curveball. I guess the curve is his change, is what that is. But he is focused on commanding two pitches, the four-seam fastball, and then the two-plane slider. Those are his two go-to pitches, and he needs to command both of those to be successful tonight. And sure hope he does that. And be nice if we could, you know, uh, score a couple runs for him too, especially early in the game. Seems like we're behind every single game. I mean, if you miss the first inning or two, you you turn on uh, the radio, you hear Ingram making the call, and we're down three nothing already. Oh, that's funny. It's a real trend going on there. Hey, did you realize too the Atlanta Open is going on, DT? DT, you're a golf dude, man. You had to know the Atlanta Open's going on right now. We got the final round going on today in Alpharetta. Echelon Golf Club is playing host to the Atlanta Open. And I used to follow this every single year because I knew so many guys that were playing in this event, the Atlanta Open. Uh, R.B. Clyburn had the first round lead. He's out of Cartersville Country Club. Shot a five under 67 yesterday. And slept with the lead. He led by one going into today's final round. The Atlanta Open going on right now. There was a day in time I thought, you know, I want to be out there competing in this thing. And then I thought it would be really embarrassing being at the bottom of the list. Let's get to the final word. And get back to the Braves. My wish for the Braves tonight is this. Put the bat on the ball. Put the ball in play. Please, uh, just tonight, can we forget about the launch angle for crying out loud? Can we ignore the swing speed? Can we turn our backs to exit velocity? Yeah, I, I don't know. My wish is to see the Braves put pressure on the Brewers' defense. Run the bases aggressively. String together good at bats. Maybe have, like, back-to-back hits. Man, that would be refreshing. Can we stop for one night our obsessive nature of focusing on the long ball. And yeah, I know the, the chicks dig the long ball. As Glavin and Maddox told us way back when. Put the ball in play. It's, it's hard. Put the bat on the ball. Just one night, can we get away from launch angle 
an exit velocity, please. And that would make me happy. All right, that's going to do it for the show today. Man, I went by fat. My ride to work in that rush hour traffic, 400 was a parking lot today. It took me longer to get to work than it did than it did to do the show. We're back tomorrow. Big Wednesday planned. Hope you'll join us. Nick and Chris coming up next. For Lear, Derek Thomas, Road Dog Gillespie, and all the guys that are associated with 680 Fan. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. See ya. Thank you, bud. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.